Powwow Times, <laughs> and that one was a trick song, Try Not To Get Trick Challenge, and uh, I guess, what did it say there? It had something there. The Thief River Powwow of 2016. Oh, wow. So anyways, um, good morning, bonjour, Anin, how are you guys today? I had something on my mind, and I might be, like, I was triggered yesterday and I don't know if it would be like a trigger of fear or what it was that triggered me but um those of you who listen to me know that I have a neighbor who I used to smoke crack with and since then um it's like a weird relationship um, I mean, we don't have, like, a relationship, per se. It's more like an just, hey, neighbor. And then sometimes it's not even that. And occasionally we'll catch each other. And it's one of those things where you just have to kind of, like, 
talk to the person because you used to get high with them or you used to be on some kind of a friendship with them. Um, anyways, um, and I think that's where the, that fear comes in, if you will, you know, knowing that, hey man, I, I got high with this, with this guy at one time, or I got, you know, and, and some things did happen, you know. And so there I am, triggered, and, and knowing that I have to set these boundaries, but at the same time, not wanting to be rude, but at the same time, knowing that any kind of communication is almost an invite to let this, and I'm not calling the person a demon, but, you know, to let the addiction back in. You know, in recovery, we hear plenty times of how we should be weary of persons, places, things, you know, leave our old playgrounds behind and our old playmates behind because those are a detriment to our recovery and to our growth. And what I mean by detriment is like, it'll take you, it'll, it's not good, you know, it's not good for us. You know, that's something that will keep us down. <clears throat> because in our naivete, we, we tend to let people in who are the wrong people. And we keep out the ones that are the right people. You know, it's like that old Aerosmith song, you know, uh, Amazing, or what the heck was this song? Oh, I can't remember it. But anyways, it's an Aerosmith song. And um, and I got triggered today, this morning, yesterday, yesterday. And it kind of bugged because it wasn't, uh, it was like, you know, oh, what kind of little dog do you have? I don't know. And then it went, well, what about that other dog? No, not that dog, this other dog. And oh, I let that dog in. And, and then it was like, oh my God, what the fuck was that? And it was like, uh, something automatically I got irked because I let I wasn't caught off guard but you know dude just it happened to be walking by he doesn't walk by very often so I'm sure you know he was on his way to the other neighbor's house to go see if he could score some money or whatever it is that we do as addicts you know and um that's I um So I'm dealing with that. You know what I mean? I'm dealing with that right now. Ugh. Because not only am I afraid of falling back into my addiction because it's right down the walkway from me, but, you know, in the few times that we had gotten high together, and it wasn't very, I would say it was probably like a month maybe at the most, and it wasn't consistently, but we smoked a lot of crack. He was the one usually buying, I remember, because he was always uh, reminding me, or he was always doing math on a piece of paper, talking about how much he owed, and, 
and with how much he got now, how much he would owe some more, you know, like kind of like making it a point to realize, for me to realize that I was going to have to pay him back, even though he said it was for free, you know, and, and then I feel guilty about that too. So anyways, I see this man and I get triggered, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, um, feeling bad about myself because yeah I fucking hung out with him and got high and oh yeah I fucking hung out with him and fucking you know smoked until there was no more (laughs) you know and fuck and it made me like I I seriously feel like (laughs) disease and I'm and I'm weirded out about it, and I'm all of these feelings are going on, and I don't know how to deal with it. Because I always think to myself, I should move from this place. Give me a second. Yeah, so, so now I'm triggered. Um... And, you know, I have, you know, we all have trust issues. And, um, and I'm like, I'm fucking mortified when I see that guy. Because I know how easy it would just be to go and sit, you know. But then I remember, too, how I embarrass myself and how bad I feel after getting high or while getting high because it's only the first one that I really enjoy and then after that it reminds me of how badly I'm gonna fuck up and I hate that shit man I fucking hate it and You know, and I hate that feeling of embarrassment. I hate that feeling of guilt and shame and being used and using people. And, you know, with my hand out, you know, like with my hand out. I'm not like even a good addict. You know what I mean? I always have my hand out. And then when I do go and escape, break bread, like Jesus said, the way they say down here is... uh. You know, I only have a little bit of money most of the time. And so if somebody breaks out all kinds of money and spends, you know, all kinds of cash on on party and says, no, no, kick it, kick it. And I get comfortable and I kick it. Well, then I come to break bread with what little I have. And I feel like they look at me like, shit, this ain't shit. This ain't even going to get me high. And then there's that aspect of it. And so mostly, I guess the feeling now that I'm feeling is triggered and scared. Because I know how easy it would be to go next door and take advantage of the fact that that man is also an addict. And who also lives alone and who also does nothing but smoke his crack. You know, and I'm sure he has, you know, he has more friends than he lets on. He's definitely not like me. He's not a stranger 
in this town. And I'm not a stranger neither, but you know what? The stuff that people know about me is what I let people know about. You know, uh, I was in a meeting the other day with with other addicts. And, you know, one looked at me and like, we all know you. No, you don't. You know what I've shared with you. And that's just, that's like um, a candy sprinkle on a cake. You know, you get those little tiny candy sprinkles that come in rainbow flavor or in rainbow color or however you want to look at it. And confetti, as they call it. And sprinkle it on a white cake all over the whole bottle. And you take one, say one red one. Take a red one out of there and you give it to that person. You take another red one out of there and you give it to that person. And, And that's how much they know of your life. But intimately, they do not know me you know so so then once again i isolated on account of on account of that i isolated again because i turned down a ride and as i walked away as i said thank you and walked away the person who offered me a ride said yeah don't let nobody help you Almost like he damned me, you know? Give me a second. So then, sorry guys, I took off in the middle of saying something. Um, so, <clears throat> oh, uh, so then I'm stuck with this, making excuses and really overthinking shit, I guess. Um, I isolated because of that incident, you know, like. Just that simple word of, yeah, don't let nobody help you. And and I left it alone. You know what I mean? And I could understand why they were offering me rides. You know, the temperature wasn't as cold. And it wasn't not like it is now. Like now if I were to go to a meeting tomorrow, I would definitely be like, no, I need a... Hold on. Mm-hmm. I need to... Come and get your drugs. And the dope man has just shown up across the street, basing it out. Well, actually, they've been basing out over there since yesterday, but I see the dope man over there. And let's see if that old guy won't become waddling across the street. And so anyways, I just, so with that, I, I stopped going, you know, and have you ever heard of anything called the 13th step? Now, both of the people who I, uh, you know, the one who said, we all know you and the one who said, yeah, don't let nobody help you. I 13th stepped with both of those guys. One of them. I went to maybe like second base and one of them I went all the way with. (laughs) No, I'm not proud of it. But now I see why you don't do shit like that, especially in recovery. I see why complete abstinence from drugs and alcohol and relationships, sexual relationships, is so important for for an addict in recovery. Because, hey, what are you doing? You quit eating stuff off the ground. 
Yeah, I swear to God, I got this little dog. She's like a Yorkie, right? And she eats everything off the floor. Even when her panza is full, full. I mean, she eats it off the floor. She And if it's not on the floor, she takes it off the table and she eats it. She eats everything off of the, the ground. Like she's hungry. I swear to God, she has lumbris. She's got worms or something. She's always hungry. And, and she's just constantly trying to to eat something crying for something like she's so hungry and she's not even oh there goes the dope man oh god i don't want to see it yep he's coming this way there he goes and his little mountaineer whatever that is yeah and so anyways shit like that Oh, and even the music turned off. Hi, time to turn the music down so we can hear everything. So we can hear a pin drop. So we can hear the neighbor fart. <laughs> the music completely turned off now. Wow, what an interesting day. This is going to be... God damn, I'm surrounded by drugs, you guys. The neighbor down the street. The neighbors across the street. This fucking sucks, man. I'm also afraid that the neighbor that I used to get high with is giving the other neighbor's dogs drugs. Because she's real hip and she used to bark a lot when we would get high. And he said something about trying to do something. Ugh. Anyways, and that's another reason why it irks me to even just talk to him. Even a casual conversation like that makes me feel in danger. And it's fucked up because, like, I'm completely alone, you guys. Like, you know, I don't have, I don't have any friends, any intimate friends. Most of my friends were using friends. And if you and I are on the same page as addicts no 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 anyways so i don't know but So, yeah, so that's the reason why, like, 13th stepping is something you don't do. You don't hook up when you're in treatment. You don't hook up in the rooms, you know, because that can put you back. It can set you back. It can, it can hurt you. And it'll put you right back where I don't want to be. It'll put me, let me put it like that. <clears throat> it'll put me right back where I don't want to be. And that's in a place that I shouldn't be, like in a place of isolation, in a place of um, unsafe vulnerable vulnerability, you know. <sighs> Fuck, I tried to let my little dog out to go pee right now, and what did I tell you? Dude was walking down... Across the walkway, 
from where the dealer was just at. God, you guys. And then I think, you know what? I should move from this place. There's two sets of stairways that lead down to the sidewalk on the street and away from the projects. No? And his house lies between both the stairways. Now I can walk around out the front of my house and down the side that he doesn't open because he uses his back door more than he uses his front door. And for the most part, he leaves me alone, and I'm thankful for it, you know. And I just don't want to, I just don't want to go back to using drugs. I fuck up everything I have when I'm on drugs. My car that I was so proud of that I had worked so hard for, first thing I did was fuck it up get angry and get mad because of that fucking anger that comes around when when your body is craving more and when my body is craving more and I don't have any more to give it or means to get it and I just need to get away and get to some place where I'm safe and that's exactly what I did I drove it until it ran out of gas, and I drove it until the reserve was empty, and now it just won't fill up. Now it just won't. It start. It turns over. It makes noise, but it won't start. No matter what I do. And so then, I'm on foot. And while I'm safe from my own self, I still have other factors. And then there's the fact that, you know, that person laughs at me and anybody else. And maybe they don't even care, you know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's that paranoia that comes along with drugs that everybody's watching you. And everybody's against me. And I need to be more careful, you know what I mean? It could just be that, too. It could be the ego, but I don't work with a and then so I'm completely alone over here and my trust issues my trust issues don't help. They don't. They don't help. <clears throat> because why? I share too much. I overshare. You know what I mean? I, and they say that that's, you know, that puts you in a position to be judged by people who, even people who don't use. You know what I mean? And 
And then, and that's why, and that's where people get the right to say that they know me because of the oversharing that I might have shared with them. Right away, they think they know you because you've told them a deep, intimate part about you, about me, in that. In that urge to. Um, in that urge to find somebody who you can have an intimate friendship with. And I'm not Hello, thank you for calling the National Financial Not talking come on, I'm not talking about sex. Intimacy isn't just sex. Sex is sex, period. Intimacy is where you get to know somebody deeply and personally. Like you have an intimate relationship with your brothers and sisters because they know the very hurts. You know what I mean? They know the very hurts. I don't have that friendship. And so I isolate more. It's one thing to live alone, but it's another thing to live alone and isolate. And so, like, that's what, that's what I did. That's what I do. I isolate. <clears throat> and I've come to hate the effects of drugs so badly that it makes me almost want to hate the addicted person. If that makes sense. Kind of like when you're a kid and your mom or your dad drinks so much you fucking hate them and you blame God for them being the way that they are. You blame everybody except them because you want to love them but in the end you fucking angry at them and you hate them. Because of how they get, they call you names, they wake you up in the middle of the night. Hey, oh, my baby, I just love you, I just love you. Smelling like alcohol, all sour and sweaty and nasty. Talking shit, being one way and waking up in the morning all mad and pissed off because... They need more of it or they take off just the minute they walk in the door because they got to go get more and oh, I'll be back and come and ask you for the little allowance that you have or the little bit of birthday money you might have gotten from grandma. So I feel like that. And I hate it. Because it feels like I have nobody to turn to. And and then I want to go ahead and, and turn to my higher power. And then that makes me mad because even the creator, even my higher power isn't around. My little dog, she's a little dog, and oh my goodness, she has a mind of her own. 
And I'm in such a fucking tizzy to control things that I cannot control. That I end up just leaving her in her box. So that way I don't beat the shit out of her. Because why she's a dog and she still needs consistent training and, you know. And then it seems like she does things on purpose. Like since it's cold outside, even though I take her outside for a walk, it seems like she waits. And she won't go pee because it's too cold. And then the minute we come inside, she's squatting on the fucking, on the fucking carpet. <laughs> and you're like, bro, I just came in from outside with you. Why? Or, you know, so I just put her in her cage so that she can piss and shit all over her own cage. <laughs> and then I, and then that puts more work on me and less training for her. Oh, it's a mess. So anyways... You know, I'm trying to recognize how powerless, you know, I'm looking at my, the Red Road to Well Wellbriety book, and in the East it says to recognize steps 1, 2, and 3 in that page 58, and it says, Recognize means I finally accept the fact that I am powerless or helpless over my addiction and my life is unmanageable. It means I see that I have been dishonest, irresponsible, and self-centered. And it means that I finally see the need for a higher power in my life and I'm ready to ask for help. You know... It's funny because yesterday I was thinking about reservations. Somewhere in one of the Narcotics Anonymous books, I think it's like the blue book, it says something about letting go of our reservations and how reservations hold us back. <laughs> and I thought that's funny because that's the truth. You know, sure, our reservation, like the reservations have developed and evolved from what they were meant to be originally. And then there was something else. Watch, I'm going to go get that book. So it's in the blue book on how it works, in the chapter how it works, on page 21, and it's like two paragraphs down. And it says, until we let go of our reservations, no matter what they are, the foundation of our recovery is in danger. Reservations rob us of the benefits that this program has to offer. 
And then it says, in ridding ourselves of these reservations, we surrender. And I thought, shit. You know? No wonder why the Indians are on reservations, because they refuse to surrender. And it just kind of like, something clicked about it. I mean, I know it's, and you know, it has nothing to do with recovery, how I'm connecting those two things together. But then, and only then, can we help, can we be helped to recover from the disease of addiction? Hmm. That's weird. That, you know what I mean? It's totally and completely not true of what, uh, of what all is happening, you know? And it's, it's fucked up, dude. It really is. It's, you know, I'm, I have reservations about the people I go to meetings with. And then I kick myself in the ass because that's supposed to be a safe place. And when people are there by drug court or, you know, by mandate of their probation officer or whatever, you can't be completely open and honest. And, you know, many people don't understand that, hey, man, this is an anonymity place. And like I had that one guy, Leandro, ask me what my last name was. And I asked him why. And he's like, oh, just to, oh, I just want to know. Because he introduces himself as Leandro Garcia. And he doesn't get the concept of why we don't say first name, why we don't say last names in recovery. You know what I mean? And a lot of people say, oh, well, it's because, well, if that person was a high ranking official in the police force or in the community or in the church and the clergy or in the brotherhood or whatever, you know, shit, I've seen some drug dealers go through there on account of fucking drug court. And they only say their first names. And not everybody knows them as that. You know what I mean? Not everybody knows them as, hey man, that dude was, that dude used to deal dope. You know? Um, and I also busted that guy taking pictures of my fucking 10-speed, bro. Like, like he was gonna sell it. <laughs> or something. Anyways, it, that's neither here nor there. But I tell you, man. It's easy to isolate when you don't fucking, when you don't fucking trust anybody. When you can't trust anybody, it's so easily, it's so easily to isolate. And then, you know, you make phone calls and people don't answer. And then you just feel stupid for even trying to reach out. And then you try to talk to your higher higher power about it, and then you feel stupid because that son of a bitch isn't even there, you know? Yeah, what the fuck's the use? And then you have all the rest of life's stresses, like, you know, hey man, I'm still here. <sighs> I'm not using now, thank God I'm not using now, thank God I am safe, I am sound. But I don't have a job. And I've been looking. And then not just looking, I've been applying. Finally got a chance at 
at the AutoZone, man, and that dude says it's going to take about a month. A fucking month? Are you fucking kidding me? A month? Why so long? Shh, fuck, I feel so hopeless right now, man. I played those trick songs at the beginning of the of the of the session because because I thought it went along with uh, I thought it went along with with what I was what I'm trying to avoid is getting tricked you know what I mean Don't trick myself into going back to using. I'm still in school. That's a good thing. I'm still breathing. I still have enough teeth in my face to chew my food. I still have my legs to walk down the street. And I'm not high. Like, right now, I guess I'm like in negative warrior mood. The conflict, fault finder, disrespecter, responsible, dishonest, shame, impatience, and guilt. Sarcasm, belittling, anger, anger, control, malicious, teasing, power over people, places, and things. And I'm trying to be a love seeker, a, a positive warrior, you know, that walks in balance and honor and and justice and integrity with patience, acceptance, understanding, honesty, responsibility, respect, and unity. Power with people, places, and things. And my higher power says here in the... In, in the Medicine Wheel Participant Workbook for Women, the teaching of the Medicine Wheel, the Two Thought System... The positive warrior. You see that here. Love is a higher power. I guess my dogs, since they say dogs are so... You know, since the dogs are so faithful, regardless of how we treat them. 
that my dog should be my higher power. But I don't know, guys. Something there's a you know, my socioeconomic stability is nil. And I do not want to ask anybody for help when it comes to money. Why? Because don't anybody have money to help? There's a program here. And the only thing that it helps you with is a clothing voucher. And the clothes you get aren't even that good. It's like that stuff should be given away for free. It's ridiculous. Which reminds me, I gotta make a phone call. But anyways, I'm gonna quit being so negative, you guys. I wanted to come to a different conclusion by the time I was finished with this, but it looks like I didn't. Thanks for listening.